0: Okay, Q jingle. Q jingle.
1: There it is. All right.
0: Hello, Jonathan. Greg, how you doing, man?
1: I'm really good. It's nice to see you. It's nice to see you as well. It's For those of you who are not here with us, it's about 70 degrees in Palm Springs and sunny. Beautiful. Jonathan is wearing a colorful Palm Springs shirt, so I'm appreciating him bringing the Palm Springs realness to our day.
0: I, I yeah I,
1: I put the modern in mid century modern. <laughs> <laughs> I see that. <laughs> so uh, we sat here for a few minutes, as you know, talking yeah. about what we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. And uh, tell me what we've landed on, Jonathan. We're going to talk about being nice it's and true. you know not uh, you know not tearing people down. You don't need yes. to. <laughs> yeah. And we so yes, that's what we're going to talk about. And what I really like is that we are we're coming to this. Similar in that we both sort of have this approach, I think, in our lives where we are where we are nice to people, yeah. And, and so we're going to unpack that a little bit because if you're listening to this, you're thinking we've got maybe a top four or five seconds left to talk about this because it seems really straightforward. But we're, trust us, we're going to pull it up. There's some good it. stuff here. Yeah, we're going to pull it. Apart we're digging it. deep. Um, what what triggered this for you today? It actually kind of triggered last night as
0: well and i didn't i didn't mention this to you but the uh, uh last night we went out and uh and for those of you who uh, you know, all, all of our all of our listeners um we are in beautiful palm springs and uh last night we uh, andrew and i my wife and i went to um a happy hour at the purple room a historic uh, uh music place and, and and like the rat pack is played there it's great they have this incredible happy hour we had no idea about and uh and the next place we stopped off, of course, was at Margaritaville, which is right down by our house, and they have a nice bar there. And there was a convention, as always, and you know the, the people were having a great time. And the bartender, and we've seen her for now two years, and she knows us well, uh, was was getting some flack. She was receiving some uh, uh, some issue from one of the people, one of the customers at the bar. This person obviously this was not their first drink of the night, and they were just unnecessarily rude and. Then we had some experiences today, like we we, we ran into some things, and 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 it, and it gets me thinking. I, I you 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 certainly more than I, but we both worked in food service industry in the past, And yeah. and, and there are, you know, uh, there's there there is a an agreement when people come into a restaurant or they come into a place that I am going to come in to have an experience, and I have yeah. brought money with me, and then you will help me with that experience, but then I will give you this money. And then, yeah. and, and let's just be nice to each other. Like you'll, you'll, you know, you'll give me your name and tell me you'll take care of me. I'm like, Oh, I feel taken care of. And then all of the other things that go on, right. With a, with a restaurant yeah. or a bar. And, and yet, you know, it, at least in a restaurant, we mostly have that. You have some, some experience yeah. where it's not that way. Um, and then, but in business, like, I, I don't know why people feel it's okay. Even if you're having an awful day. That this one moment where maybe your food wasn't quite right or the drink wasn't what you expected or you work in an office and you've done something or not done something in a timely manner and somebody else gets irate about it, why do they – like why do do people feel that that's okay to – just blow up it. Yeah,
1: that's really interesting. There are three different scenarios that you've described, and I think there they some of them are has things in common, and some of them might not. We can play around with them. You mentioned very early on. You talked about posts. <clears throat> you were talking about social media posts. Yeah, yeah, I think we could certainly spend time talking about why people choose to be internet trolls, which is to say, people that that choose to be super hateful uh, on the internet to other people. And say things that they would never say in person. Oh yeah. The other is restaurants, and you're right. I worked in restaurants for about 13 years. Mm-hmm. It's how I paid for my college. It's how I paid for my rent for all that time. Um, 99% of the people that I interacted with in restaurants were lovely. Mm-hmm. They were glad to be there. They were they were uh, they were polite. They were uh, understanding. Things don't always go like you want them to go um, in a restaurant. For and we can go on about that forever. Some people, however come in with, regardless of how things are going, with a sense that maybe to your point, maybe in exchange for the money that they're providing for the experience, they believe that they then also have purchased a right to treat a server as a lower-class citizen or a busboy mm-hmm. as a lower-class mm-hmm. citizen or somewhere like that. And I've seen that. Um, I, you know, I've had customers who snap their fingers to get my attention. Um, for reference, Jonathan, and any of you who are listening to this, the fastest way to ensure that you get horrible service and 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 a horrible experience is to snap your fingers for a server, like sure. it, it, just like if that's what you want for your day, yeah. snap your fingers because it'll happen before you can take another breath. Um, but most people are really nice, and then the other though is in business, and and so so there it is. So it's face to face, you know, in a work setting. Mm-hmm. Um, the the it, at least. In theory, the power differentials are even unless you've got like a super senior person and a super junior person. generally, colleagues, people trying to get a job done. that's a I feel like that's a different animal, but maybe it all comes from the same place.
0: I, I think I think it does. and I think that I think it's I wonder if there is you know, I've seen maybe I'm just paying attention more now, but I've seen more people taking the opportunity to uh, to to call others out publicly than I had in the previous years. And I know we've been through this pandemic and I know that a lot of people are stressed out and I know I understand that, but this, I mean, when we go through these troubling times, this gives us the opportunity to show the best of us and the best side of us. Like I know that you're struggling. I know because I am too. So let's be extra nice to each other. Yeah. And I see, I see some of the opposite take, yeah. taking place. And I don't, I, I don't know if it's that there has been a, just a shedding of some social normalcies in the recent years that people are just like, you know what, I'm not going to be nice. I, I, I don't feel like I need to. Uh, um, I, I can, I can go cower behind my, my, you know, my computer or my phone and berate others over social media. So now I've instilled that habit within who I am. And while now that I'm in person, I'm going to just continue that as though you were not real and in front of me. And and it's, I, I think it's troubling. Like I, I don't, I don't, I don't care for it. I don't think it's, I don't think it's helping, right? So, um, so so I've seen that. And I and and we, we just saw it recently. And as somebody who is, I will um, address an issue, but I'm not an incredibly confrontational individual, right? So I'm not going to see somebody do something and you know stand up and you know barge over and 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 the such. But I will approach and say,
1: hey, let's talk about it. Well, I think there's something. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick at the word confrontational because I think that's w- when you and I chatted about this briefly before we started recording. I think that was that was in there because there's a couple of things that I notice in these, in the restaurant examples and some of the social media examples. There is the absence of a, an awareness or a, a lack of willingness to have an awareness of I want to say, for lack of a better word, the humanity of the other person. <clears throat> Here's mm-hmm. the example I'll give you. Um, Ten years ago, had a guy who worked for me. He was partnered with, you know, partnered with somebody from another department for, to deliver a project. Like, hmm. guy in my team, guy in this other team, have to work together to deliver the, this this project. And he he comes to me, and he's angry. He's just like, this is how it's going. And this guy is he's deliberately avoiding my emails, and he's refusing to do this. I'm hmm. like, hold on, hold on. You've 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 read a lot of intent into this. Like you've read that. You know, like he's deliberately avoiding you. Like, what, what information do you actually have? And he's like, well, I've emailed him three times and he hasn't responded. I'm like, all right, so you have no information. <laughs> right. So, so I, I said, you know, as an exercise, what are the circumstances under which you would, under, you would understand whether this would be like, this would be a, a fine excuse for him to not respond? And he struggled with it for a minute. And he's like, I guess like maybe if his dog died. I'm like, okay, so maybe his dog died. Mm. How do you want to react differently? And he's like, oh, that would be awful. And it was, you know, it, it, and I'm 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 shortcutting it a little bit, but really not that much, because we did have a, have that actual conversation. And the thing I think you and I both do as individuals moving through the world is make room for context that we don't understand mm. that really acknowledges the humanity of the person involved. So you talk about being confrontational. I think there, there's two things there. There's the the need To stand up and say, hey, this is not okay. And then there's the, hey, this is not okay. And you're a bad person. Right. And those are different. I think there's all kinds of ways to be respectful and confrontational or be respectful and step and stand up for yourself and make sure that something gets done. What we started talking about and what you and I both seen is this, this willingness to be personally hurtful, Mm. to really lash out at the person. And that's what baffles me
0: when yeah. I bump up against this. Yeah. Yeah. And and for me too, I think that, I think you really nailed it there. That's, that's, it's, it's this desire to do this. And I, you know, I, I made the comment and and it's, it's really where, where I, I find that I come from is that when I run into people, like I think what would make, what would I have to feel to be acting, what to act this way? Like, how, how, what would have, and it's, it's a lot. Like I, it would take a lot, right. <clears throat> and I feel like, these people may be feeling as though they're going through a lot. Like if they're coming, if they're coming out, and they're, you know, they they're 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 angry, they're abrasive, or they're or they're or they're they're actually hurtful to other individuals. People who are calm and happy with themselves don't don't behave this way. These are people who are who are feeling threatened or who you know walk in that kind of fear or anger. Or you know, I used the word earlier. One of us did entitled. Right, this entitlement thing. And we can talk about entitlement for a, a long time, yeah, but gosh. it's um, it's <clears throat> it's a it's a state of mind. It's that I have set this bar, and you did not meet it. You didn't measure up to this, and now I'm blaming you for that. You, I'm entitled to this experience, or I'm entitled to this understanding. I'm entitled to this, and we're not like we're not actually entitled to anything. Like there's no we have, you know. And, and of course, you can go through the news. You can go through lots and lots of examples of this, but, but most of the time, I think that people are feeling that they've set this, this level of where they expect the experience to be or the relationship to be. And when, and, and that, when you don't meet it, it's on you, not their expectation that they've said, it's you who haven't met their expect, And, yeah. and I, th- I find that
1: a little crazy. Yeah. I, uh, I completely agree. And it's, what, what's interesting to me already, and I'm, I'm going to shift this a little bit, is is I really like your awareness of what these people who, are, who have an entitled point of view, your awareness of where that's coming from for them. <clears throat> and, the, and the way I want to shift it now is I want to talk about why you think you think differently. And then I want to talk about why I think I think differently as well. But, but as you approach the world without entitlement, Jonathan... Why aren't you entitled? Why aren't you entitled to other people doing what you want? Why are you entitled to to better consideration? Why are you entitled to getting the things that you want? Um, yeah. What is it about you and the way that you were brought up or the way that you think that gets you there? You know, it. The, the,
0: I I I was I grew up very lucky, very privileged. All the all the things you you would imagine that in in this world that you would need to have a healthy, wonderful environment, I had it.
1: Okay, but and I'm going I'm to stop you again. I'm going to keep doing it. So you grew up very lucky and very privileged. I did. I, I got to believe there are going to be people who had, who had childhoods that look a lot like yours that wouldn't start with that point of view. Hmm. What do you think it is about you that lets you see privilege and luck where other people might see what they deserved? There might, by the way, be no answer to this. Well, I'm no, just really for me, it, it. I,
0: I, I don't know what triggered it. I don't remember, but I remember I was in my, when I was in my 20s and I, uh, and, and, and I joined the Navy and my first duty station was in the Middle East hmm. Hmm. and I came from a very rural um, place right outside of Seattle, a little island, very safe. Not a lot of diversity, <laughs> I'll just say it that way yeah. we had, I mean, I mean we, we had we had a lot of people from 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 different um backgrounds asian americans and and different uh, and different sects of caucasian Americans but um like that's about it right and and then my first duty station was three years in the middle east and that that changed that changed a lot for me yeah and and I found and I had to learn pretty quickly because there was just being a young guy and not knowing what the hell was going on, and some stuff was just kind of scary because it was new. Like it was really very different. It couldn't get more different, really. Yeah. And I found, after some time there, and I got to know people. We had to live on the economy. There was no place on base, so we, we lived. Oh. We lived out. We had an apartment. Interesting. And we would go and the, and the sheikh who owned the apartment building. We'd go pay him every month, and it was a four hour ordeal because he wanted to he went to georgetown he wanted to practice his english so we'd sit oh, there and we talked to this guy for like four hours and he'd have tea and he'd talk to this did you see this carpet this thing we we went through this whole thing and he's delightful it was really neat and he would talk about his family and and all that kind of stuff we do the same right um and and i kept and then and other people that we met everyone that i met had almost no matter where they were from, we had people from all over the world in this little island of Bahrain, all over the world. So many different ways to be brought up, so many different styles and cultures. But most of what was, a, most of like most of who they were was very similar to most of who I was. Hmm. Got up, we had dreams, we, you know, we had things, we ate food, we met people, we, we sat over things and chatted about what was going on we wrote things, we read things. We, we like different, we like sports, maybe different sports. We liked books, maybe different books, but it was v- like most. And that I'd say like maybe 80%. Like I, I found and like the most diverse people were still very similar to, mm-hmm. to me. And I, and, and I took that in that rather than be afraid of the 20% that's different, I really I yeah. want to get to know that 20%. Like that, I think that is the fascinating part. Yeah. And, and that's how and I took it from there. And that's and, and that's what I've been running with for. And I don't always get it right. Sure, yeah, but does. Uh, that's what I lead with. And it,
1: and I like that. I you know what I and what I wonder. Then there's no way for us to answer this. Is what I wonder is how much of that is inborn. How much of that is is in your genetics. Um, no, no, no. And you know now I've heard and and you've heard and you've experienced in ways that I haven't. Travel ch- teaches us things. Travel makes us see our place in the world mm. differently. Interacting with other cultures makes us appreciate our own culture, I think, and our own uh, circumstances, perhaps, better than we might have other. Not always, tra- and not just travel to, you know, uh, conflicted places like, uh, conflicted places like the Middle East or, or otherwise. Mm-hmm. Travel to Europe, travel to, you know, yeah. Africa, travel yeah. to yeah. anywhere. Um, go to Canada. Go to Canada. Exactly, yeah. Very, very weird there. Yeah. Um, gravy and, <laughs> and, and French fries. Like, who does that? Foutain is by delicious. The way, is what are you magic. talking about? I love it. Ketchup-flavored potato chips. Oh, I don't know. That's a thing. I know it's a thing. I can't, though. I've tried them. No, I don't know. They made me leave the country. Um, (laughs) Anyway, it makes me wonder, like, how much of that is inborn, because there's a a story that I tell about... Because people ask me, you know, like, why are you so positive? And the story that I tell about that, which is true, but whether it's an origin story or not, is different. So when I was a server, I was a server for a long time, as I mentioned, and nobody likes... um, uh, a grumpy server, mm. like if you're having a bad day, it is literally going to affect my tips. And so I would, even on days that I was feeling really crappy, I would, uh, I, I have this mental image like ironing my shirt, you know, get ready to go to work uh, and, and practicing a fake smile, mm. you know, and saying out loud, I'm great. How are you doing? I'm great. And, uh, and I started doing that and it had a measurable uh, positive impact on my tips mm. sort of making more money. And I did that long enough that it just kind of stuck. And now that's my very standard answer Um, when people ask how I am is that I say I'm great. Now, that's a great story, and it works really well. It's very, you know, sort of tight, and I've told it a number of times. But there's a pretty good chance that I was a relatively positive person prior to that moment Um, and that that that's been my outlook sort of as a human. So I wonder for both of us maybe if there's not Mm. something inborn there because the thing about entitlement is so common— for people to believe that they are entitled to something from other people, or from the government, or from businesses, or from the weather, or from you know right. everything. So yeah. I don't know.
0: Uh, I well, I I don't I don't actually. It could be. I yeah. think there's just people who are just happy. Um, I I always knew. I mean, my, my mother would just tell stories when I, when I was a kid, and I'd I was up like four o'clock. Yeah, just excited about the day. I come running upstairs, like three or four, <laughs> I so three cool. or four years old, and I would bust the doors open and I'd yell at my parents sleeping in bed, "Good morning, your sunshine's here!" And I'd take a running leap onto come the bed, on. and that's it. And that's, that's the most
1: adorable thing ever.
0: And that's how I started my days. And then I'd promptly fall asleep and pee the bed. But of anyway, well, that's you know. okay. I that was three years old. <laughs> what are you gonna do? But I, I don't do that anymore.
1: <laughs> no judgment here. Yeah, no <laughs> yeah, judgment. Yeah, whatever, whatever works for you. <laughs> um, it's interesting. So yeah, so i and. I think there's something there about people who are who sort of come into the world or come or move through the world with an inherent not so much happiness but appreciation for their circumstances um mm. who you know find it relatively easy to not to not judge others or to not um find fault with others um but it's I got to feel like it's also learnable mm-hmm. right you know oh sure th- that that there's you know I I've certainly had conversations with people who were who were consistently unhappy or consistently sort of failed to get what they thought they had coming to them mm. um, and I know that it's that it is possible to learn um, how not to do that but
0: well you you I think you, you you already you already told the story you if you were not feeling up to it you practiced yeah how are you today I'm great you, yeah. You, what in sales? What the safe fake it till you make it. Right? Yeah. This is this is the. That's real. And, it's, and but, it, but it is real. And you, you. Know, I don't necessarily know how to do all these things, but then I know how to do some of them, and yeah. I get in there and I learn some of the other things as I go. Right. Yeah. You, you you once you start in that direction. Yeah. You set that intent, and I think maybe that's where where I get because I, I am
1: by my nature.
0: Pretty happy guy. I'm yeah, just a pretty happy it's true. guy. True. And For those uh, of you
1: listening, wanting an objective point of view, what Jonathan said just now, true. <laughs> happy guy. Yep. To <laughs> keep happy. going. Sorry. Thank
0: you. Yeah. Um, and it, 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 and and almost to the point where some people are like a little annoyed. Like, are you kidding? Like my friends would call me "Guy Smiley" and I get all these nice. things. And and that's fine. But it's uh, you know, I had to I had to embrace the fact that I'm just somewhat joyful and appreciative of the fact that uh, I'm alive today things are going well. Yeah. I ate food. I've got shell. I've got, I mean, my, my bar is pretty low, which yeah. means everything. I think we, we talked about having yeah. you know, um, unreasonable expectations, right? Right. And, and having reasonable ones are great. Um, but, but as the, as and I'll use this quote from my mother again, but it, it, you know, there's nothing like an unreasonable expectation to ruin a perfectly good outcome.
1: That's so great.
0: And you don't have to have you know, I I I I can look at something, even if I wanted something more. Like, oh, I really wanted this to be ten things, and I got nine. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm like nine things ahead of where I was. Like yeah. now, oh, this is a great nine. Nine's yeah. are, and, and nine's a wonderful number, by the way. So it's interesting. It, so it's it, it, it's that it, you
1: have to choose it. Yeah. And I do. Something came up while you were describing that. I think that 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 you summarized in your last sentence that you have to choose it, and you do. I think that. <clears throat> I think that has more power maybe than is immediately obvious. So I, I got a bachelor's degree in psychology uh, some years ago. And one of the, it was a number of things that I learned about human behavior that surprised me. And one of the ones that surprised me the most is, uh, based on the research, there's, I, I can't cite the research, but there's research that, that supports this. What I always believed is that I think a certain way and based on how I think, I act right so i have these values i think that ice cream is a is a powerful force in the universe and mm-hmm. so when presented with ice cream i react positively that's sure. what i think oh yeah. i do the research has shown really consistently that it doesn't work that way we act first we act out of a different kind of impulse and then we justify it after mm. so we we more often are taking actions having a response obviously it's based on something that is some deeply held belief or value, but it isn't based on, uh, kind of a high level cognitive point of view. This is who I am. Therefore, this is how how I'm going to react. Hmm. So what I wonder based on that is if when I see people react online, you know, the sort of classic quote, internet troll, unquote, um, when I see folks react online in in hateful ways and and take personal attacks out on people, um, I, I I gotta believe. Yeah, the airplanes are really loud here. Sorry, listeners, where where I live has loud airplanes. <laughs> this, this this brought to you by American Airlines. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's probably Alaska Airlines. It's probably. So Alaska, no English, yeah, <laughs> that's true. Alaska we'll yeah. Airlines. This part of the podcast is brought to you by the loud airplanes. <laughs> um. I think that if I think it, so, you and I both saw um, uh, uh, a social media post that was particularly like, like personal and yeah. unpleasant and yeah. things yeah. like that. I think that if, if either of us were to have a conversation with that individual, they would not report being the kind of person. Who who believes that? Do you believe that a person who, you know, doesn't do the right job the first time deserves a personal attack? Oh no, I don't no. believe that at all. Right, right. I believe that this person would would not say that that's, that that was a value they held, and yet they respond that way, and they mm. and they justify the response. Again, it's response and then reason yeah, rather yeah. than reason and then response. And so they justify the response with, well, that person deserved it because of this and because of that. Mm. Um, I wonder. I wonder how much of what we're describing is that people that have gut re, gut reactions that they don't spend any time trying to unpack. They don't spend any trying any time thinking like, "Wow, I've flamed thirteen people on the internet today. What's that about for me?" Right. Um, there's something else going on there, and then they justify it after the fact somehow. I don't know.
0: Well, I think that I think I think that's a that's a good point because they you you have people who who do that they they blow up and they flame 13 people on the internet yeah. and then go back and then tell their, you know, they'll, they'll stop off and tell their friends like, like, Oh my God, the internet was awful today. You should see these people. Right? Like, Wait, you were awful today. You're the reason that yes. these and, and now 13 people are having kind of a bad day because of you. Yeah. Like that's, I, and I, I think, I think people, you and I'm curious about this because I wonder if it's a different if the psychology is different in different societies and cultures, or if this is a Western, you know, North American yeah. kind of, kind of thing. But we, you know, there's a lot of shoot first, ask questions later. There's yeah. shooting from the hip. There's a, we, we you know, in, in America, we, we absolutely love to, to act and, and react quickly. Uh, we've kind of pride ourselves on, on our ability to, to, to be, you know, mobile and, 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 and to do things, uh, you know, intuitively. Uh, and if, it were ingrained in us to just take that extra moment, that breath, that whatever that is, whatever that looks like and say, I'm having this feeling. <laughs> I'm going to do this thing. Is this going to make it better? Is this going to change my experience? Is it going to change how this person experiences me? Yeah. Like how, how, how what, what is this actually going to accomplish? Right. Um, I, I I don't
1: know. I, well, here here it's, here's my thing. And I will say uh, we we've got about we get th- about three minutes left for the time that we want to be with you today, and so um, I think in three minutes, I'm sure I can cover my entire point of view about this in three minutes. Right. Which is to say that uh, humans in general have a sense of emptiness that is fed by uh, the industrial revolution as people moved out of family units and moved into cities mm-hmm. and are more on their own. Uh, the The technology itself, the internet I think uh makes makes aloneness seem not alone. I think social media acts like it's togetherness and it's not um in in my opinion uh so I think that there's something there that feeds this as well that there is this this discontent that many humans especially Americans, live with because we've we've built a culture that means we don't have to stay connected to each other. And as a result, I think that we have kind of an internal level of despair that that mm-hmm. we don't even know how to process. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's what I think. I think is basically inborn in us based on technology. And so... <laughs> done yay <laughs>
0: but don't abandon technology at least no not this podcast, not this podcast. yeah this is different this I, one is keeping you connected this is the one i think that if if i can just just put this into a, yeah. a, a quick summary for me when it from your point which is perfect i think that looking for the, the social media to real friendship is like yeah. You know, Being hungry and chewing gum. You go oh, through the great. motions, it, you get some sense of satisfaction because you are making that eating yeah. motion, but you're not getting anything out of it. There's yes. no sustenance to it. So that it's, we can connect, um, but we're not connected.
1: I really like that metaphor. It, it resolves it for me so clearly. Um, we may have to talk more about that, about the social media thing and, and the way that it is going through the motions but not actually... Any kind of sustenance, so okay. All right, is that Uh, this brings us to our closing uh, for today? Thank you for tuning in. Uh, If you did, (laughs) (laughs) if you made it this far, if you made it this far, here's the secret that we'll give you: the lottery numbers are (laughs) eleven orange cherries. Wait, that's not lottery, is it? That's yeah, in some country, it's something. Uh, Thanks, Jonathan. It's always a pleasure.
0: Greg, thanks. Yep. See you next time. See ya. Bye, everybody.
1: You've been listening to Tasty Gents, a geeky Palm Springs to Seattle podcast.
0: Okay, cue jingle. Cue jingle. (laughs) There it is.